and welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast. And this is Gene back again with you for another fabulous, hopefully, episode. And we have Jason, the main man, online yes. with us today. Woo! Jason, <laughs> how are you? Gene, I am rolling. No, <laughs> sorry. Wyatt, I am rolling. I like to interject tombstone quotes whenever I can. Uh, Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? I Truth. I hear bad things um, have succumbed to Mr. Val Kilmer. Not to make this, not to start on a bad note, but well, he he's has had a lot of health, had a lot of health issues. True, he just doesn't have much of a voice anymore. That's what I heard that he was primarily voice box now, right? Right. That's sad. That is very sad. Does he have to speak like in a whisper without it, basically? Yeah, basically. It would just sound real grovelly, so he just chooses to use the voice box. Yeah, for normal, whatever. Right. I hear that he has a really good... I don't know if it's out yet. No, it's not. Um, There apparently was a Canes Festival um, documentary about him that him and his son, I think, produced. Yeah. It's going to be like a very raw, you know... Yeah, in the weeds kind of documentary that could probably you know make you tear up or even just feel really bad for you know how his life has gone. True, I know. Yeah, it's uh, been rough, but apparently he knows the Lord. So, oh really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. That's hmm. uh, that I did hear about. Um, I he realized the power of prayer through the people that all messaged him during his cancer. That were you know the the notes and letters he got about people praying for him and that yeah. kind of brought brought him to god so oh that's amazing awesome um yeah i know i think he's supposed to be a maverick but i don't i guess i guess maybe they did some of that technology where they morph his voice over you know or something like that i don't know maybe yeah i don't know i think he's supposed to be in the movie but i'm not positive right um which i wonder when that movie's supposed to be not that i'm like on pins and needles but yeah i'm not really I'm kind of just curious when it's supposed to come I out. No for, I got no use for Tom Cruise. Supposed so. to be out last year, but yeah. Well, I think Tom has his moments, and they're getting thinner and thinner every year with his movies. I think. <laughs> I just don't. I don't care for his person, um, and what he's mm-hmm. into either. So. Yeah, I can understand that. He, I will. I would be lying if I said that I don't like some of his movies because I do. And I like some of the movies that he's had, especially in the past. Um, yeah. Like Days of Thunder. I don't think I'll ever not like that movie just because it was entertaining. I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, not the greatest movie. It's just entertaining. No, it, it was a Bruckheimer movie. So yeah, I mean, he went through just, his Bruckheimer phase. Yeah, I mean, um, he made Bruckheimer, honestly, originally because Top Gun. I made you, Cosell. <laughs> but I liked, uh, I actually liked Valkyrie. That was a good movie. Yeah, um, it was actually. Yeah, that was a really good movie. That to me was his best acting job he's done for a movie involved. where you know exactly the ending. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> kept you on your. It kept you rooting for him, even though you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, there was but, a yeah. yeah. If ever there was a movie where you knew where a tragic ending happened, you know, and you knew it was coming, that was a well done movie. Yeah, I was trying to think. Not that I want this to be a Tom Cruise special, but I was trying to think of. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite Tom Cruise movie, um, you know, I actually really liked The Last Samurai a lot. That was a that really... was a different one. That, that was an interesting movie. Uh, I I have to say I liked it too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like Valkyrie as his best, I think, mm. in my book. Um, you know, you can go back as far as Rain Man and some of the other odd stuff he did. I, you know, I thought Night and Day was actually entertaining. Yeah. I remember that one. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> it was entertaining. You know, and I, like we said before, ultimately you want to be entertained. So I think, yeah, you know, I, you know, I get tired of the Mission Impossible crap. I do um, like some of those movies. The Mission Impossible, the first one especially is probably. Oh, yeah, because we were like, wow, this is awesome. You know, that's usually how it goes with those sagas. And when actually, I want to say, I can't remember which number, but there was one or two in the more recent ones that I liked, but not not as good. I know you're a big Risky Business fan too, but Hmm. (laughs) I know you've done the uh, routine. Nope. I know you're house sitting today, so that's probably what you did last night while you were there. Shut up, Gene. So, Jason, we're on the podcast, and um, we are on the approach, Talk With The Now podcast, we're on the approach to 20 episodes. Oh, wow. This one, I believe, will mark number 17. I don't think that I, when when it gets posted, I actually, I'm a little behind on the posting. Oh, I gave some inside baseball information there. Um, (laughs) As far as uh, when, we are a few... um, weeks or so behind but not bad we're just a little bit behind which gives me plenty of fodder to throw in if we ever take any weeks off which you know our audience has no idea what i mean this could be our first episode for all they know exactly they might just be stumbling upon the gym that is this podcast you know actually this episode will probably drop down to number 18 or 19 i would try to make sure that we do a 20 together we'll make it sort of a uh, celebration of sorts as a as a twentieth, or do I want to save it for twenty five? I don't know. Is it? I've always been con, always been confused if you celebrate twenty or twenty five. Do you have a twentieth anniversary high yeah. school reunion or twenty five? You do have a twentieth high school reunion, but you don't celebrate your twentieth anniversary with your wife. Well, you celebrate like any other anniversary, but it's not like a milestone. The twenty fifth is always a milestone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I didn't make That's my twentieth high school reunion. <laughs> oh, I'm giving my age away. Darn it. Um, <laughs> neither. No, I didn't. Mine was, uh, no. I went to 20. my 10th reunion. Yeah, I my went to my 10th. I didn't go to my, we didn't actually have a 20th. Um, believe it or not, as close as a bunch of us were, we didn't have a 20th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're talking about they were going to have a 25th, but that, you know, whatever. So we're looking at 30th now, I guess. Um, but yeah. Yeah. One day you have a, be like my grandmother. I remember a few years ago, she had her 45th anniversary down in uh, St. Pete. And I remember, you know, as a, as a 20 something thinking, wow, 45 year anniversary. Oh, wow. That's just a long time. And as I get older, I'm like, you know what? Uh, the, the age of 60 is looking younger every day. <laughs> oh, no when someone tells me they're 68 years old. I'm like, you know, maybe you're not as old as I used to think you used to be. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah. 50's definitely not looking as old as it used to uh, anyway um, there is some news that's, huh? what we, that's what we should subtitle our, our, our uh, podcast is Tangent uh, Tangents <laughs> or us that's us uh, maybe we, you know maybe we'll do we'll try to market at 20 yeah. I don't know if we'll ever get to I don't know if I ever get to 50 episodes or 100 no, but no you will you love it 
Come on. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you know what, Jason? I got to be honest with you. People say I'm crazy doing what I'm doing. Well, they give me all kinds of warnings and to save me from ruin. I'm just watching the wheels go round and round. Well, crazy. That's how it goes, you know. I just had to let you know. That there's I just had to. Of Millions of people are living as foes, Gene. I mean, <laughs> John, little, I've invoked a little John Lennon badly. I had to, I had to eradicate your John Lennon with some, <laughs> some Osborne. Um, That's one of those songs that like draws me in. Whenever I listen to it on the radio, it's like, yep, I'm singing with it. Didn't mean to, but it's on and I'm, here I am singing with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll sing it. Sing. Go. Not one of my favorite songs, but I'll sing along because it's just me, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, I, um, well, we can kind of mark where we are on this episode in some ways, because yeah. I heard a little bit of news um, today. Do you know what news I heard, Jason? Let's see how caught up you are on the social media outlets of um, a uh, if of something that's going to be. Um, oh, we'll say I'll give you a big clue to probably give it away. Returning on what television? On tele- television. Yeah, there's going to be a there was a um, renewed television show found out this week. If you say eight is enough, I'm going to slam my head against the wall. Oh no no no! Um, Jeremy Clarkson's farm. The other day to... on the other day on Instagram, yeah. he said that they've renewed for a second season. Oh okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. so not te- not television, but on on Amazon. The, okay, the TV. Sorry, the the, the Amazon. Thing, the not, thing you not, turn the knobs on. Gotcha. Okay. Not network television. Sorry. Yeah. I don't want to think you think you watch in your living room. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Jeremy Clarkson uh, said on Instagram that they're coming back and I'm kind of looking forward. I don't, he didn't give a date, but I'm kind of looking forward to watching it. Great show, wasn't it? Yeah. We talked about that last week or last time, but. um, Grand Tour's coming back too with an episode. So. mm -hmm. That could be be interesting. I want to say I'll, the last plug, one I wasn't very interested. Plug that, I'll plug that. Yeah, You'll I'll plug, plug their shows because they're always funny. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, the Clarkson Farm, I thought that it was going to be forced comedy. Like it was just going to, like he was going to try to do things that made me laugh. But right. at the end of the day, it was a little bit more authentic than I thought he would be. And it was a little bit more real. And a lot of the realness did turn out to be funny and tragic at times. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and having his girlfriend in there, that was kind of a cool, like, look into his personal life, I guess. Yeah, you um, had no idea what his girlfriend might be like, and she just turned out to be, you know, basically a. I forgot nice he wasn't. I forgot he was divorced. He wasn't married to the the woman that he had the the kids by. But, yeah, I think um, he may have been married a couple of times already. Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I can't. I can't see why anybody wouldn't get along with him. You know, I mean. Come <laughs> anyway, yeah. And his, no, that's good. his farmhand Caleb is a trip on that show. I know. And then the, the dude that's so such a Midland Cockney accent. You oh, can't wow. even I can't remember his name, but he just cracks me up. It's something hey, like Gerald. It's something like Gerald, I think. Yeah, oh, it's Gerald. You're right. It's Gerald. <laughs> Gerald's the one that uh, takes care of his walls. He's, he's the stone guy that takes care of his walls because over, you know, over in the mother country, they've got, you know, wall, low rock walls that separate things and animals guess, just I, yeah you know i'm guessing that he is real like with that accent but my gosh i mean 
<laughs> there's well, so many times I, where Jeremy looks at the camera and he's like, I have no idea what he's saying. Well, I mean, yeah. And there are people over there that like, I mean, if you hear a, a really deep Scottish brogue, it's hard to understand sometimes. Um, Cause even though we love the Scottish accent and we can, they are speaking English. Uh, it's not really, you know, it's, there's a lot of, what David Coulthard, a former Formula One driver, called his Scottish speech impediment. Um, that it just it tends to muddle everything. So they might be speaking the Queen's English, but it's you know it sounds like a a whole other language, like Welsh. You know the Wel- the Welsh have their own language. It'd be curious if he was sort of exaggerating to uh, to give entertainment. He might. Value. Be. I mean, honestly, he might be there because you know if he was really working, they would have to be able to understand it to some yeah. extent. I mean, you or I could easily just about anybody that has any Southern in them, they could, they could yeah. exaggerate a redneck voice to where you could hardly understand it. Right. True. Um, and, and we can interpret but that's because we're from here too. So it's my yeah. native tongue. What can I say? Is mine as well, sir. My native, yes. my native tongue. <laughs> you got, you got the draw. A lot of my family has the Andy Griffith, my, my, uh, yeah. my dad's side, they have sort of the Andy Griffith, I'd call it North Georgia, Appalachia, sort of a yeah, it's like kind a North Carolina uh, type deal. It kind of spreads into the North Georgia up through Tennessee, and yeah, you know, it's a it's very much not your um, Savannah Tidewater type deal. No, Savannah is very refined. Yeah, that's Savannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is not far from the great state of Virginia, which is yeah. almost identical. You yeah. know. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, absolutely because it was all kind of that that uh, the, the, coastal area, the, right? It's almost the direct descent of the British accent, you know, from Charleston, and it almost has that posh English sound yeah. to it in some ways. That's what it's from, yeah, because it's that's where they settled first. So, well, and you think about the um, the manners and the um, etiquette stuff that they had in yep. that culture. Yep, that's a that's a good topic alone. I'm even going to write it down <laughs> as we're speaking. Southern. Culture. Well, something funny. I knew because I, I, I had to take an etiquette class in college. So for my fraternity, we had the mm. uh, chancellor's wife actually give us uh, an etiquette course. So I well, know I knew prob- a, um, you probably knew people like this too. But I, uh, one of my buddies in college, Matt, he dated a girl. Well, he's married to her now, Amy. She was from Thomasville, Bastard. Georgia. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Thomas, she was um, you know born bred Thomasville. So were her parents. And she right. told us about actually going to etiquette school as a young lady. You know, yep, that's, yep. I was just thinking that is a very Southeast Georgia, Southern, you know, Southern States kind of thing for the women of, you know, yep. if you're a um, well-to-do lady, you know, you're going to have your daughters go to etiquette school and learn where to put their knives and forks and how to enter a room and ballroom dance and whatnot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. It's whole, the whole Southern bell, whatever they call it, cotillion all that stuff that everybody thinks is antiquated. And I'm sure probably somebody else has a label for it. That's a well-used label these days um, that we don't want to talk about on this show, but uh, yeah, well, it's a, a, yeah, it's a, it's a remnant of a bygone era. That's what we'll call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I, you know, you get that a lot. I mean, always being from Metro Atlanta, we kind of meshed into you know, all different kinds of Southern cultures and other cultures because we're large, you know, we're largely transients. Yep. So, 
Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of my own personal accent has been lost in the Metro Atlanta suburban yep. accent from growing I, up in Pierce. Well, mine as well. I don't even think I have a Southern accent until I go somewhere else. And they're like, you know, they, they probably hear me talking like, yes, and I don't even think I am, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, I can, I, I don't have as thick of a draw as some of my relatives, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, it also has to do with cadence and how you word things. Correct. And I've had, I've had enough, I've actually had speech training classes for journalism and stuff that, you know, tried to unsouthern you as much as possible. Um, Which I think is a mistake because um, I was watching something that said how um, I forget, I forget the, um, the English people, but there was a lot of, there was some English media people that came out, I want to say in the seventies and eighties or so. And they were taught to use, not to lose their accent, but to be able to, you know, enunciate better, be able to, yeah, you know, communicate, but, but still you could tell, I guess our version might be, you could tell that guy's from Boston, but right. he's still able to communicate. doesn't sound like he's, you know, um, a Southie, if you will. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's the same thing. I mean, you know, we're not from the farm or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I can definitely tell, like, you know, I went to college in South Alabama at Troy University. I'll go ahead and plug it. And, you know, having speech and diction classes there yeah. was interesting because we're surrounded by a bunch of people that are like, holy cow, I am not Southern at all compared to you, you know? And, but it's, it's really retraining on how to pronounce words, um, you know, how to, your, your cadence um, when you're reading something, you know, how you get through it without saying, um, and, um, you know, those kind of things that people just throw into conversation. Oh, I do it all the time. I don't like listening back to these just because of all the, you knows I throw in. Well, it's just, it's, it's just a, a language thing. I mean, it's just something that, you know, we do, you, you know? know, you know, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> but, like a word in itself, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just one, it's just one word. Um, but, um, yeah, see, but, um, there I go, see, I do it anyway. Uh, but you know, we, we joke around like the scene in, in Anchorman where he'll read anything that's on the teleprompter. That's what they tell you to do. You read exactly what's on that teleprompter. Yeah. And you know, if it has a question mark, you go, Oh, you know, your voice goes up like it's a question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's for a reason. So everything kind of sounds unison, but you're still going to have your accent, you know, stay classy, San Diego. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell, that guy, he's just not his, right. His movies are not right. His movies are bad, but it is one of the funniest train wrecks you'll ever watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean bad as in necessarily like horrible. He, I mean, some of them are, but like some of like watching Anchorman is just, you just can't <laughs> help it. If you just want to have some, some laughs that are just, you know, Go I just want to laugh at something. I don't care what it is. I mean, were you, wasn't it me and you that went and saw that? probably it's been so many years ago like, that I, was like a 2002 movie i remember seeing it twice and not laughing so much the first time but then watching it again and just dying laughing so you know that's the same yeah. way i felt i know i know that was the way i was with napoleon dynamite oh yeah you know i saw it again and i was just like oh this is hysterical i yeah. saw i laughed the most when i first saw that movie i saw it yeah. after work one time i was bored Back in my single days, I got off work at like 4 p.m. And the movie theater was less than five minutes away. And I was like, you know, that movie 
Napoleon Dynamite just came out. I'm just going to go check it out by myself. Why not? And I go in there and there's like three other people in the theater. And, and Jason, I, I mean, I laughed out loud so many times in that movie. I didn't even care <laughs> if they heard me laughing hard at it because I thought it was so funny, especially when Uncle Rico threw the stake at Napoleon trying to hit him on his bicycle. <laughs> he goes, watch this. <laughs> he just chunks it at his head. Oh, and yeah. Kip, and I thought Kip was so hilarious. And <laughs> your mom's just, in college. Your mom goes to college. And you had yeah. to watch it a second time because the first time you watch it, you're like, is this some sort of archive footage that somebody brought out of the 80s or something? I know it doesn't make any sense. That was the part I was trying to figure out. I'm like, is this real like 80s or is it now? I think it was supposed to be current. <laughs> and they're using the internet and all that good stuff. And, <laughs> and I was just like, because I remember we talked to our, one of our friends and he was like, no, 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 that's just how it is in Idaho. I'm like, oh, oh. really? Huh. Yeah, that's how, you know, that's what our friend, the one that I'm house sitting for now said about the people he knew in Idaho. He hmm. was like, <clears throat> yeah, that's just how it is. It's trapped in time. I was like, that's, oh, that's pretty. It makes me want to visit. I visit, I saw the Idaho, there was an Idaho special on Amazon Prime I watched that was really good. Oh, yeah. Nothing looked like a Napoleon Dynamite, but it was good. No, no, that's <laughs> about the good parts of like Coeur d'Alene and all those other cool places in Idaho. But yeah, like, like its own the, country, like the little towns, you know, like, oh, it's like oh they are behind like when the world somebody you walk up somebody they go where's the beef you're like what like, i might have to name this episode the tangent episode i don't know we're not really we're that's not really jumping up. on a topic tonight um all right sometimes you just sometimes people you know really are entertained by our banter um, i have a um well i did get some good feedback actually um not that yeah not that i don't know if it's a faux pas in the um radio biz to talk about your feedback from people i, I hear it is for talking about ratings but um and oh, crap. just talk just say what you mean <laughs> uh the i'm trying to get an interview with a guy named david zaleski if i'm saying that correctly and he is a pbs personality a gptv here in georgia he yep. did the um georgia travel show Oh, okay. Um, I'm friends with him on Facebook and he's a real nice guy that interacts on social media a lot. I mean, he's one of those guys that I can message and he'll say something to give me feedback. Um, and I sent him, you know, a link to the podcast and asked him if he'd like to come on for an interview sometime. And he said he'd like to maybe in a couple months. And he, but he said that he, he thought um, the podcast was good. He liked it. He said he listened to oh. the Indiana Jones discussion. And, oh, that's uh, cool. So that ah. did a good job with it. Excellent. That was cool to get. Uh, so he might be my one of my uh, my first uh, local celebs, if you will, to come on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Although my last buddy, uh, Jake, Jake, uh, Jay uh, Plyburn was another previous episode. He is a he was sort of a celebrity here in Atlanta. If people watched 11 Alive News because he was on there. But now mm. he's in Dearborn, Michigan, I believe. And uh, oh, wow. he is on one of the local news stations there as an anchor. So yeah. it was good to talk to him. I'm, I'm going to have him back on to talk about um, being a news anchor. He was mostly talking about his acting career, but um, anyways, okay. Well, you know what? Look, I've got a good memory we could talk about um, a okay. good um, topic. So before we <laughs> wrap it up, because we've already gone a little while, but um, ah, let's see. I'm going to give you options today, Jason. How about that? Oh Lord, this isn't a Jason's choice or Jason <laughs> decides, but well, sort of a Jason decides. We'll give you options here. We're going to go with name a couple of your favorite wedding memories. Funny wedding memories. When you, oh, went, so to a, 
when you went okay. to a wedding and it was a funny situation or whatever. Did I forget something? Because I'm pretty sure. Not your wedding, a- but a funny wedding memory. Ah. Or ah. memories. Gotcha. Um, and or we'll go with a funny. Let's see. Do I want to go with that option? Yeah, we'll go with two different memory options. The other memory option is to talk about um, one funny high school memory you had. So which do you want to go with? Just one funny high school memory? You know yeah, the people just, I went to high school with. Um, I mean, we'll do a night of memories from high school, whatever. But uh, I just think, that, yeah, I don't know. I think the high school one will be a lot more interesting. You don't have um, any good, interesting, funny uh, weddings? Well, I mean, other than you know, I mean... Uh, not, not that not I can really. recall right offhand. I mean, <laughs> my sister's wedding was the most, you know, most fun I ever had at a wedding, and the reception, which was at the Fox and the, the ballroom there on the, you know. But it was fun. It was it was hysterical. Now she did sneak in a song and made me dance to it, which was the Humpty Dance from Digital Underground because she knew mm-hmm. I knew the dance. So her and the bridesmaids. So I guess we're going this one. <laughs> Well, I can I can share one of each. Um, okay. And you know the bridesmaids, which most of which were not hard to look at, if that makes sense. Um, easy on the eyes is easy on the eyes, and yes, hard on the heart somewhere. Um, but we're just like, oh my gosh, you got to do it, you got to get out there, and I'm like, oh, okay, because you know I'm a sucker. And so yeah, I got out there, and I was the only one out there for the entirety of the song. So I'm sitting there like in front of like, all right. And just think about the crowd that's there. Think about my family, friends and people that, you know, that would be watching me do the Humpty dance, which is just a funny, you know, eighties dance thing. But I was expecting people to join in after a little bit and they didn't, but Uh you gotta think think about Donald Wallace and other people that are in the, (laughs) that are sitting at their tables and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. There's but Jason doing care. the Humpty. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad. It's just a funny dance. But the lyrics of gave me, gave me, gave me. It's a little, little risque, you know. So it was like, oh yeah. God. I was yeah, like, I don't a, do uh, this. Yeah, I don't need to make yeah, a reference. There's a few. Um, but anyway, so that was that's a kind of a funny wedding memory. Um, uh, that's pretty funny. I've got one that um, you know, when I, I'm glad you didn't. Well, I would have said a few memories, but. I've seen a few funny things at, at weddings. One that was funny is uh, a girl. I was at a wedding once, and this is more of an awkward. It was funny at the time. You had to be there kind of memory. But I was yeah. sitting at a table, and this girl that was a friend of mine, Ashley, came and sat next to me. And we were just ch- sitting there chatting because she was already at another party's table. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of if you're a single guy or a single girl, you've always been through this. You go to a wedding, and you're like, the group I know doesn't have any more room at their table. So now I've got to go sit at that table over there. All been there. Yeah. By myself or by those two people over there. I have no clue who they are. So (laughs) I sat over, it was like fours to every table, which is even more awkward. Um, But I sat at one table and uh, my friend Randy had actually sat across from me. Because we were the only two guys that, hey, there's a seat. I'm going to sit. Hey, Randy came and sat down. And so Randy got up to get some punch or something. Ashley comes over just making a round. And she sat down next to me. 
And um, I think that this couple um, came over thinking, oh, that's a nice, cute couple. We'll sit next to them. And so they sat, you know, next to each other and we're, hi, nice to meet you. Da, da, da. And so Ashley gets up and then um, she says she gets up after like two minutes and um, walks away. And then they're just kind of like trying not to look awkward across from me as I sit there a single, you know, and then Randy returns and he's kind of like, Oh, I see things have switched. So he sits next to me and I kind of look at Randy and he kind of looks at me. And so <laughs> I start, I, I think he got the message, but um, I think this couple just thought that they, you know, I think they changed their mind after a few minutes. Cause I started having a very awkward conversation with Randy. It wasn't like anything. We, we just started talking about random stuff like, that wasn't even good conversation. <laughs> and I think after a while, the couple was like, all right, these guys, I don't know what their deal is. And they're, and they're like, yeah, you right. want to get some more punch, honey? And so they yeah, got up. And, <laughs> like, I think Randy and I just started talking about what we didn't like about the Braves or something like that. It was just dumb. <laughs> and so mm. I think after a while they were like, Oh, I thought we were going to sit next. Cause after me and Randy were sitting there talking for like 10 minutes, they sort of made, found a way to leave the table and it was just me and Randy again. <laughs> And he went back around to sit across from me. <laughs> anyway. All right. Give me a high school memory. Lay it on me. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, you know a lot of the people I went to high school with. So you, uh, you should, you should um, protect the names of the innocent, by the way. Only the innocent. Because um, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of that. Um, I was, you know, a member of a, a youth group in high school. And that was my main friend group also at my high school, which was a very unique time. Right. So, not a lot of people have that where their youth group is all go to their high school and all that. Not all of them went to our high school, but only like two of them went to another high school, but we all hung out anyway. Um, we had this tradition, I should say, or bad habit, whatever. Um, when driving down the road and you, you spy a fresh harvest of discarded items, we'll say at the side of the road, right? we would quickly scan for eligible items to place in another yard of someone we know. That is the textbook dictionary for what we call dumping on someone. So obviously the, the Holy grail, funny to call it that of dumping is if you see a toilet on the side of the road, it was like, Oh yeah, I'm aware of this. We, we would pick up this nasty thing and put it in the back of whatever vehicle we had um, and commence to our, our what would you call it, our random art installation spot. Uh, <laughs> one of which in involved setting up an entire living room in somebody's front yard, including a ceiling fan hanging from the tree limb of whatever it was, kind of tree was like crepe myrtle or something. And a TV box where the TV was, a recliner, sitting on a, and a coffee table on a rug. Now, I don't know what it was about that part of DeKalb County. People just threw stuff away a lot. Um, but we would gladly relocate it for them. So we've had, you know, we had a couple instances where, you know, parents saw us and some weren't aware of the, of the process that went on. And they would chase after the vehicle, which a couple of times that was kind of funny. Um, mm. And the funniest one of those is we were doing that to a certain friend of ours and 
we had a little bit more high performance truck, if that gives you a clue of who it was. And somehow we were able to, didn't take much convincing to get that person to allow us to put crap in the back of it and us. Um, and that horn on that truck was also very loud. It was an air horn. Um, and <laughs> what we would do is we would make sure we made noise when we left and we would all scream at the same time, thus drawing the attention outside to whatever treasures remained in the yard. And <laughs> we did this to our friend, Emily, who also had our friend, Kevin, who lived across the street. And darned if her dad didn't come running out and throw something at the vehicle. Oh, boy. Now, you know which vehicle this was, and you know who drives that vehicle. And he was not too happy about that. So he honks his horn. Well, then the fun really starts because his horn gets stuck on. Hmm. So down the road. And we didn't know what to do. And we go and we pull into this elementary school and we're like, crap, get the horn against it. And he winds up getting out and we pull the battery. And all of a sudden, over the, the little parking lot and over the little berm comes the dad still running after us. And wow. he didn't realize who, he didn't realize who it was. And he had a freaking baseball bat in his hand. And he's coming up to us about ready to bash the crap out of this person's truck. And again, if you know which truck I'm talking about, that's a no, no, that person probably would have fought him off. Um, that person we really don't talk about anymore, but um, so this guy who's Emily's dad, sorry if Emily ever listens to this, but this really <laughs> did happen. Um, gets up on us and it's like, Oh, it's y'all. What are y'all doing? <laughs> and I'm like, this is dumping. We just, your daughter hasn't told you what it is. We think it's funny. He's like, well, now that I know it is, it's funny. He's like, y'all need any more. He's like, you need any other extra crap? Cause I've got stuff. in the <laughs> So he, he winds up loading up the truck with more stuff and we go back out and you know, there's about six of us, you know, that truck's not very big. So there's about six of us. Um, truck also had two bucket seats in the front. So you, there was no, you know, sitting in the middle of the bench. So it was a bunch of us in the back of the bunch of crap in DeKalb County, hmm. decently policed area, all of us riding in the back of a truck, open truck, <laughs> like we didn't care. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's one of my, one of my uh, high school memories. Um, and I'll tag that a little bit with, with one more little story. We have a certain park in this, in our area uh, with a carving on the mountain. Um, Stone Mountain, you know, everybody knows that. Um, and, you know, the whole idea is you can walk up the mountain until dark. Then you got to come down, right? Well, we didn't do that one night. <laughs> and this is not really, it's, it's high school people, but it was like the first winter break after college for me. And some of them were still in high schools. What we did was we walked up and, uh, actually, I probably don't need to tell you what else we did. Um, <laughs> Although it's been, you know, 25 years, um, we may or may not have unplugged a certain light tree at the top every other strand and plugged it back up and unplugged it and plugged it back up and had somebody videoing from down there and it looked like the whole tree on top blinked. But anyway, 
we may or may not have done that. It's their fault for not having it, you know, guarded, but mm-hmm. we didn't cause any destruction. It was just fun. Um, until we walked back down and there, <laughs> there was park police sitting there ah, and yes. they didn't care about, they didn't see the tree. I was kind of upset. Honestly, we didn't admit to doing it, but we're like, really not talking. They're just they're like, Hey, y'all need to make sure you're down here next time, you know, before, <laughs> before dark. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of a, another little, little fun story. Some others that videotape, I had a copy of it, of the tree blinking. How old were you at that point? I was, uh, 19. 19 out of high school, huh? Yeah. That's what I said. Like the first, I was almost 19. I was 18, almost 19. Cause I was 19 that December. You went out of the high school, um, ramifications of the stories. Is a favorite high school. Well, name, it, it, it was with high school people. <laughs> so. Kidding. Um, yeah. The um, I don't. I'll, I'll give this one that I think of. Oh, um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I had a um, what do you call that? Industrial arts teacher, and I think his name was uh, Bert. Um, can't remember his last name right now, but a couple of the. Um, Industrial arts for any millennials listening that don't have that is basically where you do woodworking <laughs> and uh, you know, you learn about joiners and planers and sanding and all that stuff. It was a really fun class, especially if you're into woodworking mm-hmm. and uh, but he was a nice old country boy, probably not a pound under 300. And uh, you know, he was like near the age of retirement, probably 65 years old. And, you know, he kind of talked like this and he was, you know, he's a big burly kind of guy, but real nice, real nice guy kind of at times, but he was nice. Um, I mean, he was former football coach and everything at a school. And one time I think that uh, I had this thought the other day that this guy was the example of how, I mean, it's a funny story, but it's also, it was also a good lesson to me on learning as I look back on the memory of, um, uh, how to assess things with only age and experience a lot of times can, can help you learn to assess things the right way. Um, And in industrial arts, you know, you get a lot of slackers, you get, you know, you get people to sign up for the elective because I want to sleep. And then the industrial arts teacher will probably let me sleep and whatnot. And it was like probably 98% guys in that class. We might've had some, a girl in the class. I doubt it from my memory. And, uh, just to tell you, there was two guys, I think they were called the Canada, Canada brothers or something like that. They were twins and they would literally go into one of the back rooms and the teacher would he would let them sleep like up on a table. <laughs> like they would just go in there and sleep for the first 20 minutes. Cause it was like the first period. And then in, they would come out, you know, whenever they got ready and he'd be like, Oh, thanks for joining us. And you know, and whatever. So he gave us projects to do. And it was a lot of fun class, but there was one there was one after morning, I guess it was like a 9am class or something. And, uh, this one morning I looked over there, you know, I'm sitting there working on my project. Everybody's working at the tables, doing their projects. We look over there and these two guys are just starting to pound each other in the face. Like they got in some sort of argument and then they just started shoving each other. And then they just started wailing each other in the face and, you know, (laughs) and just started going at it. And, you know, we're all just kind of looking at them. And I mean, they, I mean, I would call them love taps more than like serious bad punches. Um, they, they weren't like really, I don't think they were really hurting each other. 
it's one of those, you know, hey, hold me back, hold me back kind of things. And um, so we're everybody in the class. We just kind of look up there and we start meandering over there to watch. And we're all, we're all just kind of standing there like this. <laughs> it went on for like, I mean, it, it felt like five minutes, but it was probably two minutes total. And the teacher, you know, he comes over there and he's just kind of standing there looking. And we're all watching both of them. They're just one punch after another. And they finally get tired of <laughs> <laughs> they just finally get tired of punching at each other and pushing each other. And, and so they're just kind of standing there worn out. And, you know, Mr. Birdie comes over there and he's like, well, looks at both of them. You know, I think these two boys have figured it out. I don't think that they, uh, think they got it out of their system. I guess we're not going to have to tell this one to the principal. If everybody agrees, we'll just keep it here. And I talk about, <laughs> you know, we were all just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> So, you know, nobody got suspended, <laughs> nobody got detention, nobody, nobody got written up. And, you know, and those two guys, I mean, I don't know if you could do that nowadays in, in a class. Dude, I, mean, dude. I don't know if anything would go down like that anymore, but you know, um, back then, I mean, it was, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, this might be one of the first times anybody's publicly talked about that, but it's a memory it was there and, and you know and everybody went away in peace and you know is but i i think back on it and the teacher i think that he had he'd seen enough fights in his lifetime he'd, he'd been around enough young men you know 15 to 18 years old and seen what they were doing to know that hey these guys they're, they're just frustrated with each other and they're just punching it out a little bit i'm just gonna yeah i think he may have separated them a little bit at the end and just kind of, hey, all right, boys. And then they just kind of like, but he let them punch it out for a minute. And then, yep. you know, and it was kind of you like, know. you know what? Any other teacher might have freaked out, called another principal in. They might have, you know, tried to get in there and really separate them and made it worse. But I just thought that, you know, looking back on it, it's like, you know, he probably did the right thing at the right time, knowing what he was doing. Yep. Yep. I so, agree. That's hmm. a, a funny memory. I got a few. We got a few others. We'll explore one night. So. Yeah, yeah. I've All got, right, Jason. Uh, what? So there's some crazy stuff that happened in my high school too. So you know, yeah. not necessarily funny, but you know, craziness. But that's because I went to the Cab County High School. Mm -hmm. uh, so just saying, there's a, a little bit different environment. We'll say um, environment. But, but yeah, with the T on that environment. <laughs> yes. The P on um, pop. Well. Uh, I guess we can uh, wrap it up then, Jason. Unless you got any other final thoughts for the evening? No, uh, nothing. Nothing jumping out at me. For those no. that are not on video or seeing the video, Jason has a cowboy sign behind him, and he is not a Cowboys fan. He is house sitting, and I guess somebody is a Cowboys fan in the household. That would be the I know wife. who they. I know who she is, and I know how long, and I know what kind of cowboy fan she is. So if, it's pretty. If fun. Know the guy who owns the house, Gene. This will make you smile. That's the only. That's the only one that remains from a wall in his other house. Oh, it's a just a, It's just a clock. It didn't say anything, right? No, but remember, remember Monty's wall of clocks. No, I don't. Other, I don't even remember that wall. That's funny. Up the, st up the stairwell, he had just like random, like this, like twenty or thirty clocks on that wall. Oh, cool. No, I don't remember that. That's the only one that remains. <laughs> um. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll call this episode "Risky Business" since you're house sitting like uh tom cruise and <laughs> talked about a few crazy memories there was but there was no reenactments so it's it's safe for everybody to watch um 
that because that, that might end up in the hospital if you know you catch catch your foot on something and ball, you know. Oh. Um, All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Jason. Ah, bye.